0: Vast ye mateys, we follow the X. Underneath the palm tree, eight paces west we step. We dig for our ghoul ban coins and our booty. Do you have your shovel ready?
1: Aye, Captain, I do. And mark the spot this X shall, I bet ye.
0: Now let's well, get digging. Let's dig. <laughs> oh, we found a chest. Davy Jones' locker his self. Bring it up! Let's crack her open and see what's inside.
2: Uh, One, two, three... (gasps) (sighs) Okay, the moment of truth.
0: Now to lift the chest's lid and see the riches that lie within. (sighs) I can't believe it. It's really real, Captain this moment
1: with you, we get to be the very first to listen to
0: The Collective Collective Podcast. Podcast. Ah, ah,
1: ah. Hello everyone, I'm Alejandro. And I'm Cody. And today we have a special guest with us for yet another improv collective interview. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest?
2: Ayo, ayo, It's Emma.
0: <laughs> Everybody say way ho.
2: Hello, hello.
0: Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Emma.
2: Well, thank you for having me. This is yeah. pretty epic.
0: Awesome, yeah, lovely. Mm-hmm. I love that you love it here. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, you know, the pronouns and you do oh, yes, yes, and-
2: yes, I go by she/her pronouns. Um, I'm 20 years old and I'm in college.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. What college?
2: Yeah.
1: Not oh, just gosh. any college. No, no.
2: I go to the U of Dub.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. My favorite.
2: Yep, pretty good.
0: <laughs> I was And there. you're not only a student at U of Dub, you are also on the collective, correct?
2: Yes, very correct. Oh, yes, I can I can uh, let you know how that occurred. Please. Um <laughs> I grew up, you know, loving the old theater, love being on stage, love the attention, love the praise. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, you know, a great place for me. Loved it. Then I did some improv in high school, like comedy sports style. It was a bit of a mess, not very funny, more like some people in like ugly jerseys on stage pretending like they know what they're doing. Um, (laughs) And then I... When I decided to come here, I was like Googling um, improv troops here and I found the collective's YouTube channel. And I was like, wow, they're like freaking funny and I want to be a part of this. So, yeah, I auditioned. It was intimidating, but it worked out and I'm really happy to be here. Pretty wow. Yeah.
1: So video was your gateway into finding out about the collective then?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I of course, wasn't here, so I couldn't, you know, come see a show. I just, like, looked your YouTube up after finding out that you guys were, like, an improv troupe, and, um, yeah, I like I really liked the vibe. I liked um, your comedy, and, you know, now I'm a part of it, and that's pretty epic, so.
0: Just to do a plug for uh, the video department, did you have a favorite video or something that, like, really sealed the deal where you were like, oh, yeah, this is the one?
2: I really like the cherry blossom video because I just feel like it's, like, really chill and not scripted, and it's just, like... It just shows like how fun like the community is. And I really like that one. Yeah. But now I am part of the video team, although we have not produced content yet, but it will be coming. It will be coming.
1: Still in the oven.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of full circle. I was interested in video and now I'm the head of video. So that's pretty cool with Claire. Of course, Claire is epic.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, she is. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have her on the show, too. But yeah, so you definitely. were saying that you've always kind of been involved in theater. So did you do did you do like theater as a child or was it just in school, high school type stuff?
2: Yeah. So like, you know how, like in elementary school, they have things like mad science after school programs just to pretty much occupy kids if their parents can't pick them up. Right. We mm-hmm. had that. But it was uh, it was actually this woman from a local theater called Wildfish Theater in Houston. That's, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, that's just a little thing okay um anyways (laughs) she came and she put on this show that was truly horrible but i realized that i enjoyed being on stage and i just decided to try out the local theater and yeah from second grade onward i just did theater like all the time and yeah i love it
0: man you've been diehard the whole time you Mm -hmm. found your calling
2: exactly well i mean not i don't know if it's my calling but Mm. it's something fun i like to do so yeah, it's pretty cool that I like figured out like my go-to hobby like pretty early on.
0: You said yeah. something earlier, it was a term I've never heard before. What is what is you you called it sports theater? Sports improv?
2: Oh, comedy sports. It's like the Comedy Sports. It's the style of improv we did. It's like um competitive. So we had like a scoreboard and like you would each do a different um like short form improv game and then the audience would vote with claps who would win but it was pretty corrupt because like pretty much the team won that was like the home team if that makes any sense like if we were doing the show at our like on our stage then we would win because it was our audience members so, oh, so it, was it
0: was between schools
2: yeah so it wasn't a true competition yeah yeah we would go to other schools so it was kind of fun because you got to know improv people at other um, schools
0: that so, is yeah. kind of cool. I like that.
2: Yeah, it was fun. I a bit bet. of a mask, of fun, yeah.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so, when you're not doing improv at the University of Washington, what are you studying? Have you taken theater into the classroom, or are you
2: going oh, a different no. no, I'm going a different route. Um, I just like. It's funny because I really love improv, but um, I also am theater, but I hate rejection with a burning passion. So I would never try to pursue theater because that's a life of rejection. Um, So I am studying, I'm not exactly 100% sure I came to UW planning to study environmental science, thinking it would be like, just like, general issues that we have um, regarding our planet, and its destruction, but it was instead like mainly forestry, which that's not what I want to focus on. I want to focus more on like animals. So And, like, Hmm. extinction, et cetera. So I think I'm going to do conservation biology and, like, minor in client science. But I'm not 100% sure. Ooh,
1: lovely. Um, Have you you done anything with Professor Aaron Versing? I'm going to plug him.
2: No, I have not.
1: Oh, he does great wildlife conservation classes. Or not conservation, but rather, like, wildlife um, ecology stuff. I would recommend. Is he
2: in the environmental science school? Like yeah, okay. Because I think I've heard of him, and I was gonna try to um take a class with him, and I never got around to it. But that sounds exactly what I like. So ecology,
1: it so. is cool stuff. Shameless plug. Hey, <laughs> well, no, check that's it
2: out. Hey, we like. I that. think
1: for listeners as well, take classes with their if you're an ESRM
0: or otherwise.
2: Mm-hmm. Great
0: professors require some recognition.
2: Exactly. Agree. Uh,
0: so okay, so you. We're into theater you were into improv came to uw and then you decided you want to go onto the collective so let's talk a little bit about how that came to be you know you said that you were lucky enough to get on the team after auditioning what was your auditioning process like because we were in the same group correct
2: yeah i think we were in the same group i was intimidated by you cody by me um, yeah i mean you just like seemed really comfortable automatically um oh, well, thank you yeah no problem um and I don't know. Like I could tell a lot of people were nervous, but I didn't get that energy from you. Um, so yeah, I was like, you were a shoe in. Um, so good for you. Um, well, thank you. But, I mean,
0: I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that you were uh, nervous at all. That didn't come off whatsoever. Cause yeah. we, we met each other in callbacks, correct?
2: Yeah, I think, well, I think that's when we formally met, but I definitely recognized you from the first round. Right. Um, And yeah, in terms of auditions, like I, I was happy with my performance. I didn't like feel 100%, but like I knew I had kind of shown some of what I could do. So, like, I was just going to let, you know, fate decide. And it it worked in my favor. Yeah, I was happy about it. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And speaking on your performance, I think I'm not going to be the only one to say this, but you have a very unique and distinct style. I always try and like break down everybody's performance styles. Yours yeah. is one of a kind you are the the naming queen and the uh the absurdity and in like ingenuity that comes in your process of like naming characters is is wild do you have a process for that yes. or is it just off the top of your head <laughs> what makes um, you want to name people something like that
2: well first of all thank you um second of all i don't know so i i at the, at the beginning i just like to call people like ridiculous flower names like chrysanthemum etc um, but like my my recent approach is like inanimate objects and then like a disease, something like that, you know, mm. like, um, right. you know, if if I want a name that like has alliteration um, and we're talking about carrots, I'm going to go with chlamydia um, and it's going to be a good time. Right. Uh, I just like naming people things that like they wouldn't like that's not like close to reality because I just think it's fun. And and I feel like it's a good start to a character, like rather than having like a mundane scene, it's going to set it off like a little wacko. And I like that.
1: Yeah, like it'll it'll give if you name someone something wacko, then they're probably going to try and embody that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes like the name like is a joke in itself you know and so I actually like when I when I am thinking when I'm about to go on stage or in this case when I'm about to turn my camera on like the name is the first thing I come up with before the character Mm. so it does really Mm -hmm. shape things for me yeah I think it's really cool that you like analyze everyone's um like different ways of doing improv I think it's fun to talk about like different people's like strengths and like what they bring to the team. Yeah, no, uh, definitely.
0: I mean, I think those components is what makes a collective so unique and makes Yeah, everyone has a different out.
2: thing. Yeah. Right.
0: right. We're not, we're not all the same at all. Definitely not.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Man. Really
0: cool so stuff. you were talking about your, your, uh, your childhood. You were talking about growing up in Houston, Texas.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you been there your entire life? Were you always a a big Texan?
2: <laughs> Big Texan. Um, well, I, I was born in Oklahoma was because my dad was in the military um, mm-hmm. there. I, I don't know where their military base is, but it's like somewhere near Lawton, Oklahoma. And then like after like a year, I, was, I moved to North Carolina because there was another military base there. And I spent like two years there. So then around age three is when I came to Houston Cause like my dad was out of his like military, like he was in the military to pay for medical school. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So then once he got like released from, I-, I don't know what the proper words are. I'm sure you could help me out, Cody. Like, you I don't know what. That's... the words He was, could... he
0: was discharged or retired. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Mm. When he was discharged, um, he, he settled down in Houston. Um, and yeah, I've been there ever since in terms of a big Texan, I'm not a big Texan in the traditional way, but I do love aspects of Texas, but then hate other aspects. So, I feel like I'm a pretty um fair party and that I can compliment and mm. criticize um yeah. Texas. Not die hard by any well, means. Well,
1: let's let's keep talking about that. What are some things you like and dislike about Texas? What what m- myths do you want to bust about Texas? Mm. For us Washingtonians. Okay,
2: first of all, we're not like these cowboy hicks. You don't ride your horse to class. Like, that's not a thing. It's just like any... <laughs> like, it's literally just like any other... Um, I feel like Houston kind of has suburbia vibes in that, like, if you live in Houston, you're not going to be downtown, like, at all. So it just feels like a normal kind of a middle-sized city, you know, like, not a big skyscraper in the background of anything you're doing it's just like a sprawled out suburbia um Mm. which i don't like suburbs but um houston has some cool people um and we definitely don't ride horses to class what's another thing oh i love the food um we've got really good tex-mex food aiden loves tacos Mm. but he knows nothing about tacos because he has not been to texas um and that's just my personal opinion um (laughs) And in terms of things that I don't like, conservatives, um, let's think what else. Oh, oil and gas. And that's what Houston's run by. So, yes, I don't like um, the things that Texas is known for, um, like being conservative and old fashioned and energy and stuff. But I like the people there. Like people are way more friendly and open than they are up here. Um in my opinion, like there's like you know how the Seattle freeze is a big thing. Right. Like that's not I mean that of course is not a thing down there because it's not called the Texas freeze. Um but anyways, uh I don't know, I just feel like Texas is like like there's a lot of pride around being from Texas. Um and like you have pride either if you're like a conservative and love how gun Pro the state is and that stuff, or you're on the opposite spectrum and you like like the wacky vibes of Austin, and you're like a liberal. So like both sides are proud to be Texan, and like that's what I like. I I've
0: think noticed. Oh, I was gonna say I've noticed like a really common characteristic amongst people who are from Texas because I've worked with a lot of people who are from Texas, and it seems that like no matter what side of the fence they're on. They love to talk shit about their own state. But as soon as somebody else says something bad, they immediately gang up. You can't say say anything bad about Bucky's. You can't say anything bad about like.
2: (laughs) Yes. I'm glad you (laughs) know about Bucky's. Bucky's is the most beautiful um, road trip stop filled with wonderful snacks, um, some cringy shirts and some gung ho Texans with cowboy boots.
0: For the so, listeners at home Bucky's is a is a truck stop, correct, Emma
2: Yes, it's like a truck stop, like it's where you, if you're like going between cities, you're gonna pass by a uh, Bucky's and you're gonna stop to get a slushy and some snacks, you know it's just like what you have to do
0: and I've um, seen pictures where the the gas pumps just run into the horizon. they have like
2: oh, there are there. so many, there's probably like oh wow. like fifty five or sixty at each place, Dang. It's like ten, yeah. Um, But yeah, I feel like that is the trend in like, yes, I'm going to criticize Texas. Like, there's a reason I left it. I don't like conservatives. (laughs) But there's also like a deep sense of pride just because like either like like you just have a big community either side, whether you're pro um, traditionalism or anti-traditionalism, you're going to have like your people, if that makes any sense.
0: Right your Texas, right
2: area. yeah because yeah so.
1: texas is freaking huge and to Definitely. like generalize everyone in a place that large seems ridiculous yeah that's the
2: thing is like i can generalize it because like yes we do vote red um i'm not gonna i mean we don't i don't but <laughs> um you can't generalize anything because like that that doesn't represent this the state like when people criticize it for that i'm like okay but um but you're wrong. <laughs> there are good people here and I'm going to defend it at all costs. You know?
0: Right. you know, It's when I first met you, I would have had no idea that you were from Texas. And I'm sure you get this a lot because you have zero choices of an accent. Does Is that something that you were conscious of and you like tried to change or is it something that kind of slips out uh, subconsciously in certain areas? Maybe when you're under, under the influence, you got some uh, inebriation going on?
2: <laughs> well, so... Um... Texan accents really only exist when you're not in a big city, and I grew up in Houston, which you know has like eleven million people between all of our suburbs. Um, mm. And like I literally only knew one kid from my school who had an accent, and I criticized him for faking his accent because I said there was no way he actually had an accent. So I didn't like eliminate an accent. Like the only indication that I give that I'm from Texas is when I say like "y'all," or I, I can't think of another word, but like there's just some words that we use in the south um yeah, like but no, i don't have an accent and i don't really know many people who do um kind of wish i did that would be kind of fun um but i don't and i wish it was something that slipped out when i was drunk that would be kind of fun that would be a party <laughs> today but that's not the case
0: i think the issue is that <laughs> a lot of the southern accents are very very loose and very you know they got the drawl and it's very like low jowls hanging whereas texans it's very like the jaws very tight so it's not something that I guess is slipped out of, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very um,
0: uptight uh, accent.
2: That That's very true. Um, I, I honestly like wish I knew more about the Texan accent. Like I wish I had had more exposure to it. Um, but ag- mm. then again, I don't because there's, there's only one way for me to have exposure to a Texan accent. And that's for me to be in like really small, depressing towns. Yeah. Um, Which Mm -hmm. I luckily was not a part of. Um, So, yeah.
0: Well, so I have to ask from going from there down south, Gulf of Mexico, Houston, you know, the split Mm -hmm. side of the state, all the way up to the Pacific Northwest in one of the most liberal cities in America, how was the change for you, both in in everything, in uh, political diasporas, the weather change? uh, Like, would you say it's better for you?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I definitely feel like I belong here a lot more. Um I mean of course I'm always going to belong in Houston cuz like my family's from there. Um but I don't know I just I just love the energy here and um I just feel like everyone cares. Like there's not this like sense of apathy. Like 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 I mean back home I had to like get to know someone and see their political leanings and like if they were passionate about Socialist issues, et cetera, before I like knew that I could be their friend where here I can just like make the assumption that most people here care and Mm. are involved. And like, that's a really nice thing to have Um, in terms of the weather. I love the summers here. It's so much less hot, so much less humid, even though there's definitely still humidity here. Um, The Mm -hmm. gray is hard to get used to in the winter, that's for sure. But I like the rain. So at least there's that. So, yeah, I I like it here. I'm vibing in Seattle. There's a reason I came back, even though we don't have in-person school, you know? Yeah,
0: I can tell you, you really seem to be thriving out here.
2: Yeah, I'm thriving in the city. I I like that it's walking, too. Like, that's, like, really important. Like, in Houston, you have to, like, cut out time of your day if you're gonna move your body at all. But yeah. here, like just in doing your day to day activities, like going grocery shopping, et cetera, like you're bound to move your body in some way or shape or form. So that's nice. Like an, Ooh, a healthy, yeah. active lifestyle is nice. So, yeah, sounds good. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you, you came out to Washington. Was it specifically for the change in like the political views and like the demographic of people that you wanted to? associate yourself with? Or was there an ulterior reason to choosing UW and choosing Seattle?
2: Hmm. Well, I, I knew I wanted to leave the state. So that was like the first check mark. I always imagined myself like kind of at prestigious, uh, stick up your ass, East coast schools. <laughs> um, and then I realized, wow, that's not me. That's who I thought I was. Mm. And mm-hmm. like when I visited like the Pacific Northwest with my family multiple times, I realized, Oh, I really like it here. I like the people here. I fit in. Everything about this is good. Um, And I was like, I want to go to the Pacific Northwest. And then I was like, what good schools are up here? And honestly, this is probably the best school up here. It's a pretty epic school. And so I applied and, um, I I, I kind of narrowed it down to two different schools, um, one on the East Coast, one in like upstate New York and one here. And I was like, I do not belong in New York. I hate New York City. I don't want to be anywhere near there. It depresses me. It's like uh, as soon as you get out of New York, New York City, everyone's just sad and a farmer, but an unsuccessful farmer. Um, <laughs> and I don't really <laughs> like those vibes. So yeah, no.
0: Pe- people think New York is just Manhattan and it's not. There's a whole there's a whole country up there uh, yeah. north of Manhattan. You got Rochester right. and all that up there, and it's all very, very rural. Probably, you know, like those uh in between Houston and Dallas type type areas. Yeah, type and those
2: are depressing vibes. Like, no offense to people who live out there, but like I don't think I can handle that. Like maybe it's because I grew up in a big city, but I don't know who I would be if I grew up in like a small middle of nowhere town to be Mm -hmm. honest um so yeah i just kind of i chose this because like it it's an awesome stem school that's about all i knew about myself is that i wanted to go into stem it happened to be in one of my favorite cities i'd say like seattle and portland are my favorite cities and so like Mm -hmm. it fell in one of those two and i was like why why the hell not honestly oh also i i created a pros and cons list of where i should end up and one included squirrels whether or not there were fat squirrels, because I love squirrels. <sighs> mm. um, and Seattle ticked that mark. It did. When I was on campus, like when I visited, I saw yeah. a bunch of fat squirrels and they were friendly and I loved it. So I was like, this is my school. So yeah.
1: I love fun. that that was a part of your process.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, squirrels make me happy. Squirrels are here. Let's go here. So yeah. yeah freak Pretty epic. Yep. Well, this has been
0: incredible. Yeah. Uh, this has been a great interview. And uh, we're almost done, but there's one thing that we got to do. What's that? Han, do you want to go for it? Sure. I'll
1: be the announcer of the the ceremony. Uh, j- just kidding. So at the end of each episode, we'd like to ask our interviewee some for some words of wisdom. Something that they would want to give to our audience as like a piece of your your wisdom your heart or something you would say to a past version of yourself like what's some good advice
2: hmm 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 wait i wrote let me i wrote something down in my notes yesterday let me see if it was wisdom or if it was bullshit one second either
1: way it's welcome
2: oh never mind it's it's not it's not um good for this occasion i mm. would just say um don't let your like future be determined by what you thought your future would be like when you were growing growing up Mm, like yeah I I don't know I used to uh, idealize my future so much and like as I grew up I thought that that was still like what I wanted but like I feel like people are always changing and you have to like listen to like your changing desires and like just kind of like let things come as they may. Um, just essentially like don't be stubborn in um, your path, and just like let good changes come. That's my advice.
0: That's amazing, and I, I I I say that heartedly because I really relate to that. When I was, I think I was like nine or ten. I had my whole life figured out completely. Mm-hmm. I was gonna graduate. Right. I was gonna graduate from Purdue University. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna become a pharmacist. And I was going to live in Lansing, Michigan. (laughs) That's why I I had no idea why, but I was like, yeah, of course, this is what I'm doing. And then.
2: Exactly. I told myself that I was going to go to a school in Boston. I was going to become a doctor because my parents were doctors. And then I was going to like get married in my 20s and settle down. And like that could not be further from what I want to do now. So, yeah. like, you have to allow, like, growth in yourself to determine, like, your future, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my advice, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm glad it's you're not definitely... in Boston.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in Boston, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's all this, like, conditioning from society about, like, you need to think about your future in terms of, like, a job. That's the only thing that's important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When, yeah, listening to yourself is is above all else, I
0: feel like
2: yeah i agree like i still don't know what i want to do and like that's completely fine yeah so
0: definitely well hopefully you've had some time to think about it because i know that we've uh enjoyed occupying that little spot in your mind because <laughs> we've loved having you on the podcast and i'm sure the listeners have as well Um uh, thank, thank you so much for coming on yeah we really appreciate having you hopefully we'll have you again you're, you're
2: yeah i'd love to be back thank movie.
0: you so much of course uh, yeah uh, thank you yeah, oh, so thank you all for listening at home. Uh, stay tuned. Every Monday at noon, we'll be having a new episode released for a new interview with one of our collective podcast members. schedule. Uh, cool.
2: cool.
0: Yeah, I have been Cody. I've been Alejandro.
2: And I have been Emma. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank, thank
1: you. So you. And we'll make sure to put the uh, Cherry Blossom video in the description so you're not just left with a the, the description. Of that. Go see it with your own eyes. Yes, video. Sir.
0: All right, thank you so much. Signing off. Bye Bye
2: bye. Bye.